Hi guys, uh, my name is Lara and today we are talking about unconditional love. What's up, it's Kevin Crenshaw, aka The Heart Guy. Welcome to The Heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. What's up guys, we're talking unconditional love today. Just had an amazing conversation with Laura and she is looking to get into the dating and relationship coaching space. So I thought I'd put her on the spot and bring her onto the show because she wants to start a podcast of her own. He's literally so. hijacked me. He was like, hey, <laughs> we're going to catapult you into this right now. And I was like, uh, okay. We're gonna <laughs> well, we had an amazing conversation yes, about unconditional did. love. And yes. I wanted to record that. And I think it'll benefit other people. Yes. So you said something specific when we were talking. And that was mm-hmm. that a lot of people love the idea of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. But they're not necessarily living it. Yes. Could you expand on that a little bit more? Okay. So the way that we love, like we, we learn by example or adversity so our first experience of love is our parents and we're all human at the end of the day so we are subject to our environment and our learned behaviors and when we're children it's like okay you're uh you did a really good job like good like yeah, good good job off. on that, yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, you're reprimanded for, for bad behavior. And so that becomes very confusing, I think, to children because they know that their parents love them, mm-hmm. but then they're being told told off. But it's for a mm. way of protection. So I've kind of gone off on a little bit of a tangent, but we're taught that love is conditional. It's not like we're all born into mm. a state of unconditional yes. love, but it's it's how we are taught as children that I will love you if like I will love you if you do this I will Mm. love you if you tick this box this box this box if you I don't know take the trash out if you whatever it is and so we take this into adult life feeling often not worthy of love like we're all born into this state of unconditional love and then we learn the conditions of love Yes. yes so I think what is important for us is to unlearn those conditions and realize that we are enough in ourselves Mm -hmm. and we are entitled to that unconditional love. But the key is to tap into loving ourselves. We look so often, I think, for external validation or like for love. Everybody wants love. Everybody wants connection. We're all Mm -hmm. searching for that like soulmate that we see in the movies and you, uh, you know, they have that moment where they fall madly in love and everybody wants that but I don't think that people are prepared to put the work in to unlearn those conditions of love so that then you can experience that kind of movie love because that Mm -hmm. is possible it does exist but you have to do the work yourself first totally I mean you hit the nail (laughs) on the head and I think what you went into I don't do you know much about attachment theory So that attachment theory is what you hit on for everybody. Research it. We don't have time to go over the whole thing. But, you know, when you're an infant, how your parents responded to you crying Mm -hmm. is how you learned that conditional love. Yes. And so if they did respond to you, if they didn't and ignored you, if they were overcompensating, that's what you seek out in a partner because that's what you learned how to get love. And so, again, it's unlearning it, coming back to a state of unconditional love Mm -hmm. and... I feel like even with personal development and a bunch of other stuff, it and adulting, if you call it, yes. you know, is really growing up and growing up as a man or a woman and into that energy mm-hmm. is unlearning things because yes. you were born with it. 
Yes. We, our natural state is to love unconditionally, but we're, our fear and our judgment is what stops that. Exactly. And just touching on um, what you were saying about attachment theory, I think, and especially from um, my experience in past relationships, you become, you become attached to an idea. Like, so we, I see us like humans as mm-hmm. like the ego shell if you will um and then the heart as like your your the heart center like the pure love the purest version of yourself the purest yeah. version of yourself like your highest self for anybody who follows that kind of tangent of thinking <laughs> uh, they, they, most of my people do so yes um so the ego self i think we is our attachment self so we we look for somebody to tick all of the boxes that you know they've got to have a good job they've got to be good looking they've got to drive whatever car they've got to have their own place whatever whatever the the tick boxes are and that's an ego like a shell human way of looking at it uh, yeah. tick list if you will as opposed mm. to and so if you're looking for that that's all you're going to get so when people as you know are complaining that they only attract players it's because mm-hmm. they're playing games themselves yeah so you become attached to an idea of a person as opposed to actually getting to know and spending time that to get person. to know the heart of that person mm-hmm. because you are blindsided by the shell and all of the tick boxes that right. you have implemented but a lot of the time it's your own doing like yeah. you have to show up and, and again like you're saying that's what you're looking for so that's what you're going to get exactly and what I love a lot about with what I do with my, my clients is when you're looking at that relationship goal mm-hmm. don't it's not necessarily boxes. It's how do you feel when you're around this person? What conversations do you get into? Like yeah. it's the connect you're describing the connection that you're going to have with them. If whether you're in a relationship with them or not, and you're, they, they're going to manifest somebody mm-hmm. it's bring it more on an energetic level. Yeah. It's like, this is how I feel when I'm around them. This is my energy when I'm around them. This is, you know, how we work well together and what we do together, what we talk about together, like the, what we, where we go together, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. anything like that versus, the outside he's got to be this they got to be that have this much money whatever it is and what's interesting is when i have people make this list of of those boxes Mm -hmm. it's like cool now how do you who do you have to become in order to appear attractive to that person yeah and you're like fuck because it's usually more of yourself without all your fears that's actually really and when you so when you were saying earlier like working on yourself yes doing the work a lot of people are like yeah that's great okay now what does that look like what work do what you have to do? Where do I go? So do I, I, do? I have I have some thoughts on that, but I wanted to ask you first: mm-hmm. What is that work on yourself to unlearn these things so that you can experience that juicy love? Ooh. This is it. Like, so one of the biggest things for me um, in the process of kind of <laughs> unlearning has been to just get to find connection within myself. Like, I felt I came out of really. really out of a relationship this is I'm gonna very quickly mm-hmm. yeah, um, okay. go over this so I came out of a relationship he hadn't done anything wrong but I was just so willing like I just wanted his love so badly mm-hmm. that I put his needs far above my own so I ended up ending the relationship um, because I felt like I'd lost a sense of who I was mm. and I didn't know who that was and uh, and I felt like I needed to find myself. So I ended up pushing all the boundaries and escaping, traveling and um mm-hmm. for a very long time anyway. Um and finding my parameters, but it wasn't until I just 
stopped that and looking to escape and I just focused on I started meditating I started journaling journaling for me was one of the biggest things because a lot of the time you'll start writing like I need to do this or I I feel like Mm -hmm. this or whatever and then you read back and you realize that you start writing you need to do this you need to do that and you start giving you like it's almost like your Mm -hmm. higher self is advising well I would say too especially with journaling and meditating and people that do those things Mm -hmm. myself included it's self-awareness yes is what you're getting at it's becoming more aware of yourself of your thoughts and in a previous episode i believe it's actually yesterday we talked about accepting those thoughts and not judging them yeah and um literally just looking at them subjectively as opposed to trying to change things well you have to acknowledge the emotions the negative like negative all the way through to the positive you have to give them their Mm airtime so that you can transmute them because if you if you spend the time pushing them down and down and down and down and down then they just explode like it just builds <laughs> right, yeah, it, it's yeah. like shaking up a bottle and that's of when somebody pop. cracks or snaps yes. that's what it is is you've been suppressing for so long because you're not acknowledging it it's not bad to feel sadness it's not mm-hmm. bad to feel anger you just have to have the self-awareness to acknowledge it and go okay well why am i feeling like that mm-hmm. why is that person triggering me what mm-hmm. like what is it about this person that they're reflecting back to me that I can deal with myself. Like, mm-hmm. what what is it that I need to deal with within, like, within me? Because our reaction, our emotional response is based upon our, like, emotional condition. Like, yeah. so if you keep, like, if you have a good emotional health, like, for it's... lack of a better word, like, it's, if you do your work and you're in a good state and you're mm-hmm. high vibing, then the stuff that you're less likely to be triggered by things yeah. because you're already just in that easy breezy flow state as mm-hmm. opposed to when you're a lot more down and, and you're in a lower vibrational state, the the triggers they, they get you. And if you're mm-hmm. if you don't have that ability to kind of look outside the box at these things, then they're just gonna keep triggering you because right. you're not gonna transmute them. Totally. And I and I would say too on, on part of the work, like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. is forgiveness and coming at things with compassion. Yes. Realizing that hurt people hurt people and forgiving the situation and forgiving yourself mm-hmm. for staying in it too long or whatever you're beating yourself up about, forgiving the other person for what they did or didn't do. Yep. And that goes for your exes and your parents. Yes. That's the biggest area where we learned, con- learned, um, the conditioned, conditioned yeah. of love and put walls up. Because uh, you can't have unconditional love and walls up. No, it just Th- that you, does you can't not even access it. <laughs> no, that doesn't even that that's not a thing. No, quite quite literally, the walls prevent you from, from unconditionally loving. Yes, exactly. Because you're trying to protect yourself. I've had th- a lot of friendships as well, like yeah. reflect back to me, like everything mm. is related. Like it's, it's all so it's all a mirror. All fits in together. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I would say one last thing on the um, having walls up and and things like that is. You can't, I think people are scared. They have walls up because mm-hmm. they're scared of getting hurt again. Yes. Simply. So what would you say to somebody when they're so scared to tear down these walls because they have been hurt immensely and they've gone through that pain? What would you tell them about breaking those walls down so that they can experience unconditional love? What advice or inspiration would you give them? So one thing that has really started to like the biggest thing for me is understanding that pain does not necessarily equal suffering Mm, like if you're in pain 
I see it now as an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to learn. It's changing your story and how and what you tell yourself about the pain. If you look at the pain and you feel the pain and you just keep focusing on the pain, then that's all you're go- you're going to stay in the victim yeah. mode and you're going to stay in pain and and that's where you're going to stay. Like, yeah. You're not going to move out of that place whereas if any time like um my last relationship I actively put myself in a vulnerable position and I put my heart out there again and again and again mm. with this guy and he was like you're you're too nice to me I don't deserve <laughs> this and I'm like I'm not doing it for you mm. I'm doing it for me because if I hold on to the resentment and the and the pain and the suffering that could that I could hold on to within mm. this situation I don't want to hate you mm. I don't want to hold on to that I don't want to be in that state of of anger towards you it's better for me my life is better if I forgive you so if you Mm -hmm. find forgiveness and you know if your heart is hurting like acknowledge that acknowledge that pain and go okay what's it teaching me how can I move forward in this like how what can I do myself to transform this from a painful situation to something that I've grown from yes Incredible. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. I know. We could go off on a massive tangent. Like, my brain is yeah, we fireworks. Could, we could right talk right. for hours. I've been getting requests. So I'm listening to you guys on making this podcast longer. I hope this satisfies that. <laughs> this is a daily podcast and I got a million other things that are in the works for 2019. So I'm working on it, guys. But remember every Thursday night, 5 p.m. at Cali time, we're going live on Instagram so I can answer your questions. I can be there for you. And there's a car alarm going off behind us. But <laughs> but what check it out. Um, this is unedited. I never edit my podcast oh, at no, all. So no. there you go. Hopefully there's some nuggets in there for you guys. Yes. <laughs> so and so where can, where can people find your stuff? Because I'm going to push her to, to be more active uh, with this. literally like my so. running buddy. He's like <laughs> booting me down the mountain. So um, where can fi- people find you? Um, at the moment on Instagram, it's just at Lara Raybone, L-A-R-A-R-A-Y-B-O-N-E. Um, to, yeah, check it out on there. Anything that um, comes out will probably start there. So, yeah. There you go. Well, thank you for being on the show for everybody listening. Hope you took notes. Go check your stuff out. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today.